Well, hello, and thank you for joining me back again here at the Film Survivor Podcast. I am your host, Tom Santilli. Uh, yeah, thanks. I appreciate all of your support. Here we are, uh, episode four, just two weeks after starting this thing, or rebooting this thing, I should say. So, uh, not too bad. Four podcasts, two weeks. Let's keep it going. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I wanted to let you know that this episode, like I've been kind of promising, if you've been listening to the previous podcasts, uh, this episode of the Film Survivor Podcast is going to be movie-centric. Uh, I know that I mentioned that I might do that from time to time. Sometimes we might talk about movies and Survivor. Sometimes we might just talk about Survivor or just movies or maybe something completely random. Who knows? We'll see where this thing goes. But... Uh, today we're going to be talking movies. I have a, a special interview uh, that I'll be talking with uh, both Dax Shepard and Michael Pena uh, later in the podcast. Uh, Dax Shepard and Michael Pena are the new are the stars in the new Chips reboot or rehash or remake or whatever you want to call it. The uh, the Chips movie comes out this Friday. Um, that would be March twenty fourth theaters all over the country uh yeah and of course you know it's a remake of the 70s and 80s hit you know starring eric estrada larry wilcox uh california highway patrol motorcycle guys uh dax shepherd is the writer director as well as the star of this new reboot rehash remake so yeah i'll be chatting with both of them uh as we go here as I do all the time, I'm going to start off, though, and let you know uh, how you can make it easy on yourself to follow my content. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. It's at Tom Santilli. That's S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. I post all of my Survivor stuff, and I post all of my movie reviews there. Uh, I am the national film critic for Access.com. That's A-X-S.com. What I found, basically, is if you Google... My name, Tom Santilli, the three letters, A-X-S, and then a movie title. Usually my movie review will pop up first. Uh, so there you go. Just a fun fact or fun tip that you can use to try to find some of my old movie reviews. But, of course, I'm reviewing all new movies for access.com. You can find stuff there. Uh, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash film survivor. And then all of this is collected also on my website, TomSantilli.com. So whatever you find the easiest, uh, please use that method. <laughs> so, well, let's get going. Uh, before we talk about this movie, uh, this weekend, I should say, all kinds of movies come out. But, man, last weekend, uh, Beauty and the Beast absolutely pummeled the competition. Uh, made over $350 million worldwide opening weekend. Uh, made over $170 million here domestically. Uh, of course, new, these are new records for March. And Beauty and the Beast. What did everybody think of that movie? Did it live up to, to your, your vision of the original, the original Disney animated uh, classic? For me... I kind of I liked it. I did. I liked the new movie. I did have kind of quibbles with it, though. You know, starting with Emma Watson's English accent in the middle of this French tale. 
Uh, that was kind of annoying. I'm also kind of old school, I guess, when it comes to like CG and animation. I just, I felt like, I, I, I kind of wish that they would have done more like, I, I know this is old school again, I'm sorry, but just what I think. I, I kind of wish they would have done like more like Roger Rabbit style, where they kept the animated characters that we've come to know and love, like Lemire, you know, the Candelabra, and uh, Cogsworth, and Chip, and you know, Mrs. Potts. I just wish that they would have kept all these characters as animated characters. The CG characters are impressive as far as effects go, but they kind of don't have the life or the personality that the animated characters do. You know, there's something in the eyes, you know, when you're looking at Chip, the cartoon character, that makes him a cute little, you know, kid, and it plays into the story. The new Chip? Kind of creepy, if you ask me. I thought uh, a lot of the new char- the characters were kind of creepy. And then, as it goes, you know, a lot of the, the songs that kind of, you know, featured the animated characters, uh, namely Be Our Guest, just didn't kind of live up to the original, quite frankly. That being said, I thought the human elements of this new movie worked amazingly. Uh, the opening number, the, the bonjour song... Um, with the cast and the setting and just beautiful. I thought the Gaston uh, song was fantastic. Uh, you know, th- so there are definitely great elements. I feel like this movie will be thought of, you know, next award season. I know we're a long way away from that. God forbid, let's not talk about awards. Just got through all that. But, I mean, I, I, for sure you're going to hear Beauty and the Beast for at least things like production design and costumes and, you know, whatnot so these are quibbles though i think it's a crowd pleaser i think people will like it uh yeah you can uh read my full review of it by the way if you want to read the written review instead of listening to me talk about it uh again at access.com or any of those other methods at tom santilli yada 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 so that being said yeah this weekend we have uh there's actually six uh new movies coming out in wide release you got train spotting two or T2 Train Spotting, if you want to call it the official title. That's uh, obviously a much anticipated sequel to one of my favorite films of, of the 90s, Train Spotting. Uh, looking forward to that one. Um, there's another movie coming out called Wilson, starring Woody Harrelson. Personal Shopper comes out, starring Kristen Stewart. You got a movie called Life, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, looks like a sci fi kind of movie. I heard an online rumor or a conspiracy theory that this might be like a a hidden uh, Venom movie, like in disguise, that made me more interested in it, but I don't know if that's true or not. So you heard it here first. Who's excited for the Power Rangers movie? Power Rangers movie comes out this weekend. I could care less personally. Um, Did not like the Power Rangers, although they kind of came out a little bit beyond my childhood to be honest uh so yeah but the power ranger movie comes out and then of course the movie that we're going to be talking about here a little bit uh chips so chips again starring Dak shepherd uh, michael pena uh it comes out this friday you can go again and find my full review of the movie when i post it on friday can't talk to you about it until then uh, i'm under un- embargo they call it or can't talk about the film until opening day. So if you want to find my full review of the movie, though, you can go there. 
And then, um, so here's what happened. We we talked with uh, I talked with Dak Shepard and Michael Pena. They were in in town in Detroit, where I live, uh, doing press for the movie. Uh, Dak Shepard, of course, is from Detroit, or well, Milford, which is when you're kind of close to Detroit. A lot of people say they're from Detroit. It's just kind of a thing. So anyway, um, they were in town promoting the movie. I was part of a uh, kind of a roundtable of, of critics and journalists that uh, got to interview him this time around. I had interviewed him before uh, for his last movie, which was called Hit and Run, uh, but this time around it was kind of a group of us interviewing him. So the the format of this interview you're about to hear is a little bit different because what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of uh, give it to you in chunks. I'm going to kind of you're, you're going to hear my voice kind of introducing what the question was, and then you're going to hear Dak Shepard and Michael Pena responding to it, and then it'll come back to me as I kind of set up the next question, and so on and so on. Uh, isn't the longest interview in the world. It's about nine minutes long or so. But, uh, yeah, with that, um, here's uh, my interview for the movie Chips, which opens again this Friday, March 24th. Here's my interview with Dak Shepard and Michael Pena. So the interview started off, and uh, he was asked, Dak Shepard and Michael Pena were asked to give uh, kind of their advice for budding filmmakers, uh, you know, advice as to get, you know, breaking into the industry, that sort of thing, uh, and it kind of uh, led into both of them talking about um, an author that they have a common uh, love for. Uh, here, here's, here's their answer to that. Michael, I well, I mean, like uh, we might have different answers, but for me, is to just do. Like you have to just do, do, do. Like if it's acting, you have to. You know, I don't care if it's in a play or if it's an acting class. You just got to work. Your, you know, and and really, just like a writer, you know, trying to find his own voice. You know, like my favorite writer is Charles Bukowski, and it's like you almost can hear his gravelly voice in every page and every sentence, uh, every real idea. And it, it, it's just that thing where it just takes you time to find your own voice and, like, what I think is funny. Um, you know, what were you going to say? Way off topic, but I care more about you than this topic. Um, it's so interesting that both of our favorite writer was Bukowski, and I think maybe it's because we were both really weak readers, and that was, like, the first it, author that I, like, I got it all, and it was effortless, and I could, as you say, hear the guy talking, and I just fell in love with it. Like, that guy introduced me to loving reading. Right, but also, like, if you th- if you take a look at the writer, he 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 said, he said did the opposite of what writers, like some, well, some of these uh, writers do today, where he, t- he said the most profound thing in the most simple way, where some people say the most simple thing in the most complex way. Yeah. And he always and, he, and then he put some lines in there that were just poetic. But that was that's what he liked, you know, and that's how he wrote. And but you really got to find your voice, and you just the only way you're going to do it is just to keep and you know do it and do it and do it. And yeah, you don't get better do uh, at anything by thinking about it. Thinking about <laughs> something's never resulted in. in I'm gonna I'm gonna put a good think on this. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna think about motocross. being a better driver. I got it. Yeah, I'm gonna pay more attention. I'm just gonna imagine it. Well, yeah. you got to do it to imagine yeah. it. Yeah. I'm gonna drive on ice. Oh, that. Like? <laughs> oh, I got it. Okay. I got it. Let's do it. Uh, both Dax Shepard and Michael Pena were then asked, um, really Dax was asked, why uh, why Chips? Why did he choose this movie? Why this franchise? Why now? First and foremost, I, uh, my, my 
biggest passion is cars and motorcycles. And second to that's comedy. So I'm always looking if I'm writing something or I want to direct something. I, I'm, I'm praying that I can somehow marry those two things together. And the last movie I did was a, a car chase movie that was also a comedy. And um, uh, as a kid growing up in Michigan, which was gray eight months of the year, like turning on a show that was sunshine and palm trees and bikinis <coughs> for an hour with uh, motorcycles and it was two like dudes that shouldn't have been friends that were good friends, like all that to me uh, was pretty magical. And those are the three elements that stayed from the show and made it into the movie. Okay. Taking that last question a bit further, uh, Dak Shepard was asked, you know, how he kind of saw transforming, you know, these two iconic characters uh, for for this new, um, you know, romp comedy. So here was his answer to that. There, there's such different characters in, in that, you know, John's an opiate addict who's had 40 surgeries. He's trying to save a marriage. Punch That's not like John is, Beck, is yeah. a perfectionist workaholic. The only thing he has in his life is work. I mean, Punch was kind of a screw-up on the show, and, and Larry was, you know, uh, or John Baker was kind of the straight-laced guy. But this is like, I wanted a situation where both guys could, could easily foil the other one's dreams. So he's there. If he's not good at his job, he's got nothing. If I don't save my marriage, I got nothing. And we had these goals that were, you know, uh, inherently con- conflicting. So that was my only goal. That was more important to me than servicing, uh, you know, the original dynamic. A college uh, journalism student was also at the roundtable and uh, asked uh, Mr. Shepard, Mr. Pena, um, how this movie may relate to younger college-age kids. Yeah, there's sexting, and they, he accidentally FaceTimes <laughs> with the wrong person. That shit's going you know on I mean? hourly, I think, on your campus. But, but what is funny is I have these jokes in there, and as you recruit audiences to test, some stuff's so close to home that they're laughing way harder than I was expecting. Like, yeah. I'm only showing the picture come through the first time he's on the phone just to establish that that, that happens in this world so that I can later do the other joke. It's just a setup. But the audiences of young people, when he's like, puts the phone down, then he looks, and then he's like, they're like, <gasps> they've all been there. Like, that's not a part of my childhood. I didn't Yeah, like FaceTime, Skype, picture. and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of, like, uh, yeah. a lot of that going around, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah, there was yeah. a little, it was a little too close. The laughter was a little close. And I think this generation is definitely the generation that wears the most yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Historically. Because I write for Access.com, uh, Access.com, I am the film critic there, but they are a music-centric uh, site for sure. Um, they cover a lot of concerts and ticketing events, and they're really a, a, one of the best websites you can go to um, for music-related stuff, so I tell you to check it out. But uh, because of that, I fit in a question here. I asked Dax about the uh, the music selections for the, the soundtrack of Chips, which is pretty awesome, I should say, and, and kind of you know honors the... Uh, uh, the time that the original show came out, even though the new movie is set in modern times. Uh, but I asked him about his use, uh, if any, of modern music versus uh, you know classics from the 70s and 80s. 
Well, the, the music's not modern at all. I don't think there's a single modern song in the movie, and that's very conscious because I can't stand when you see a movie that you loved from a time period, but it's so time-stamped by those pop 40 songs that they put in the movie that I find it distracting because sure. they don't age well or anything. So every song that's in this movie has really stood the test of time, you know, even if it's Rosanna by Toto. Like, <laughs> well, I, that on, was going on in my dancing. head right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I challenge you to hear that song and not start singing along if you're by yourself. But um, never wanted to do the movie in the 70s because then I, I felt like we would have been stuck with a spoof of that show and I wanted it to be its own thing. I was very much aiming towards Bad Boys or Lethal Weapon. That was my lofty goal. And um, musically, all that happens is I get a sequence. I, I edit in the movie, but I export a, a QuickTime file of whatever scene it is that needs music. And then I just keep that in the left, and I literally go through my entire uh, <laughs> library on iTunes, and I force myself to listen to every song I own against that picture. And so um, it so happens that my iTunes library has a lot of 70s and 80s music on it. I then asked him about uh, the stunt work. There's a lot of uh, car chases, motorcycle chases, all kinds of action uh, in this movie as well. Uh, which is a passion of Dax Shepard's in, in, in his personal life. Uh, so here's what he had to say about uh, the stunt work and the motorcycle action. If you've noticed, there's been a, a, a stunning lack of motorcycle chase movies. There's almost none, really. Um, and a lot of the reason for that is they're really hard to film because you can't go... A camera car, a traditional camera car, can't go where a motorcycle can go. So you're having your forces show it on sticks going by or this or that whereas now we have drones so like when we're going up staircases we're flying a drone directly behind the guy or we're countering the guy right we um had helicopters we have the porsche cayenne pursuit vehicle with a huge russian arm that booms out and swivels 360 degrees so we had all these tools um even the the the, the tiny uh red camera that we could mount on the bike we could mount it facing me we invented this thing that's never been in a movie it was invented for chips which was a self-leveling gyroscope ring, right? So the camera sat here, and if I leaned all the way over like this, the camera constantly was doing this, which was funky weight-wise for me, because it was right on the front wheel, and it's moving a lot. So every time I move, it moves. That was tricky. Um, but um, we... Michael had never ridden a motorcycle four weeks before we started shooting. So he learned to ride a motorcycle. He was on a highway going 75, saying three, four pages of dialogue to me. So that was way too dangerous. I should have never put him in that situation, but he did a great job. And then I, I wrote this so I could do this stuff because this is my hobby. And um, the idea of like shutting down a highway and doing this stuff and the cops going like this at the end of the take was like my fantasy. Yeah. So I did a ton of stuff. I did not do the 100-foot jump, but I... Did wheelies, endos, rode up the hill, rode on the beach, went up and down staircases, um, and rode fast. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I golf, you know what I mean? So I'm like, this wasn't really, it wasn't, didn't really prepare me that well for, you know, riding the bike. But I, I did, you know, I did go, um, you know, on freeways. And uh, I'm not a freshman in college, so, like, when you get on these things, you're like, I, I can die. You know, I'm like, I, it's, it's real. That's real. And, uh, yeah, but it was, not, now I got a bike, and, and it's a lot of fun. But still, I'm nowhere near as good as these guys, you know. Like, he was proud of me like a dad is of a, of a baby walking. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, my God, look, he's pooping. Yeah. He's pooping. Yeah. You know, like, that was, that was, that kick. You're like, oh, great, that's right. amazing. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And lastly, uh Dak Shepard and Michael Pena were both asked 
Uh, what was next? You know, what's next for them after chips? Retirement for me. <laughs> yeah. Ready for a big, big break. Our IRA. Here. He's got two movies back to back coming. Yeah, I'm doing a, a, a sci fi uh, movie, and uh, Lizzie Kaplan is playing my wife. I don't know if you guys know for uh, Masters of Love Sex. Her. Yeah. Very um, sexy voice. Very sexy voice. Uh, um, she, uh, so I'm doing that is Extinction in Serbia uh, for like three months. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I heard it's beautiful this time, though. Um, and I actually haven't heard anything about that. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, you know, Ben Young is directing it. He's a great director. And then I'm jumping into uh, uh, Ant-Man 2. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Yeah. So um, I play the Mexican guy in that one. Yeah. And But I have no idea what this... I mean, I know, that, I know the script is circulating, and they just won't tell me anything about it. And then I just give them... Ideas. They feed you your lines uh, in the earpiece real yeah, time. So exactly. You can't possibly let anything out. Exactly. So I don't know anything. And we do it all blindfolded. Sorry, I killed you. What? It's infrared. It's yeah. They, they shoot with infrared cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, that was my interview with Dak Shepard and Michael Pena, uh, the movie Chips. So there you go. Um, here's what to expect moving forward. Now, though, we're gonna actually have another podcast this week. Still figuring out the details with CBS uh, on the interview, uh, or interviews, I could tell you. What does that mean? could mean there's more than one interview. So uh, that's going to come up. I'm still figuring out the details, but I'm hoping to have it post again on Thursday, maybe a little later than normal. Could be Friday, uh, but you should look for that. Um, and, and again, you know, for realitytea.com, which is where I cover Survivor this season, uh, you're going to want to join on Wednesday. If, so if you're a Survivor fan and you made it all the way through this movie-centric podcast, I congratulate you. But uh, Wednesday, my episode preview will post. Uh, we'll be taking a look at the upcoming episode Wednesday night. And then, of course, Wednesday late night, you can look for my uh, kind of reaction and recap. And then again, like I said, the interviews I'm still figuring out, but I'm, it's looking like I'm going to have them still this week, even though I am traveling. I'm in Vegas right now, so for those, I'm at a convention for my business. Uh, so I, I do video production, by the way, and stuff like that in the Detroit market. And I'm in Vegas at a convention. Uh, I'm doing this podcast from the hotel. So if you audio buffs out there are noticing that there's a different sound quality to this podcast this week, that's why. Uh, so anywho... Speaking of that, those CBS interviews could take place at the airport, possibly. So um, that could be interesting. Anyways, look forward to that. Thank you for joining the podcast again this week. Uh, go see the movie Chips. Uh, go see all the other movies that are coming out as well. And uh, thanks for listening. Remember to follow me at Tom Santilli on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash film survivor. And the website, tomsantilli.com. You can find all of my survivor coverage uh, that I do for realitytea.com by f- doing what I just said earlier. Uh, and then, again, you can uh, get all my interviews and reviews and movie reviews and stuff like that at access.com. So enough of that. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be talking Survivor next time, and uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>